Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. You know, if there's a movie or two this year that I would suggest to go see outside of maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, which I still haven't seen yet, um, even though the Marvel movies have gone freaking woke, um, I would say Nefarious, which not just because I enjoy uh, the commentary from Steve Dace, who inspired that movie, uh, more so because it is a great depiction of demon possession, and it's very compelling. But I would say, and I haven't seen this movie yet, but I understand the premise, and I know the individual in the background, the muse for the movie, The Sound of Freedom. So The Sound of Freedom is about human trafficking. And it's based on Tim Ballard from the Underground Railroad, Operation Underground Railroad. Now, this organization, you know, he's ex-military. They go in to stealthily, and they, they basically bond with these traffickers. And they may go to different countries in the Caribbean, what have you. Uh, I think they even go to uh, South America. There's different areas where they go to infiltrate. And so they bond with these people, make friends with them. You know, they're kind of seen as being traffickers themselves. And then what they do is they initiate the rescue of these people being trafficked. And a lot of times the people that are being rescued never have the opportunity to congratulate or to thank or to show appreciation to Tim Ballard and his crew because they have to keep it under the cover of darkness. They don't want to blow their cover. They want to be able to do this quite some time. And so it's a noble effort. It's really amazing. And I think it really touches on the entire ring that we see with the border crossing, with Jeffrey Epstein's island. Maybe we'll play a clip of one of the one of the girls who's now, I think she's like 27 now, but she was trafficked at 10. She gives a little background on the on the Epstein Island. And we know Bill Clinton went there. Kevin Spacey went there. I mean, Prince Andrew, we did plenty of podcasts. If you've listened to my podcast, you know, I have a special interest in Epstein Island because I think it is the root of corruption worldwide. It is the reason why our elected officials act the way they do. It's the way that they've been blackmailed so that they're put into submission. I've heard that Jeffrey Epstein is actually a a Saudi asset in a CIA-like fashion to which he was with the CIA. It's hard to say. There's so many different theories out there. But we do know that he was elevated in positions of power that he didn't just earn you know, they, he had all this money, had this island, he had this place in New York, had this place in, uh, New, was it Arizona? Or New, no, it was in New Mexico that had no roadway in or roadway out, and it was on the former governor's property. But these are things we have to look at that the, the nip in the bud is what Tim Ballard and his crew are doing. And of course, you know, this makes people think, oh, they're... QAnon types, you know, the left is like flexing over this. Like I've never seen in my life. It's the craziest thing. I mean, you look at some of these, uh, some of these different news articles that were put out just ripping on, on, I mean, look at this. This is the sound of freedom. The QAnon 
tinged thriller about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy-addled boomer. Uh, what do you do with that? That's the that's Rolling Stone pretending that this is just overhyped when there's evidence that this is all over the place. It's a big freaking deal. But I, you know, they act like it's no big deal. They act like it's conspiracy theory, and we're supposed to just act like these people are uh, going over the top. Listen to this one. Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-adjacent thriller Seducing America. Jim Caviezel stars as a hero trying to stop child trafficking in a paranoid new movie turning into a surprise box office hit. That's an article. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I mean, listen to this. This is the Rolling Stone article. Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. The QAnon-tinged thriller about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy-addled boomer. That's what we, the tweet that we read. Based on a true story I heard from somewhere across the theater, the familiar words had appeared on the screen, and an elderly man had taken it upon himself to read them aloud to the rest of the sizable audience seated for a matinee uh, showing of the anti-child trafficking thriller Sound of Freedom starting, starring Jim Caviezel. For the seasoned moviegoer, The phrase is a joke. We know that cinema will stretch almost any truth to the breaking point. And the rank rank insincerity of such a pronouncement is the foundation of the prankish opening titles of Fargo. But this crowd, I could tell, would view the events depicted over the next two plus hours as entirely literal. Caviezel, best known for his tortured death in Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, has become a prominent figure on conspiracist right, giving speeches and interviews in which he hints at an underground holy war between patriots and a sinister legion of evildoers who are harvesting the blood of children. It's straight-up QAnon stuff, right down to his use of catchphrases like the storm is upon us. Here he gets to act out some drama by playing a fictionalized version of Tim Ballard, head of the anti-sex trafficking nonprofit Operation Underground Railroad, in a feature film that cast the operator as a Batman-style savior for kids sold into sex slavery. Ballard himself has dabbled in Q-adjacent conspiracy theories, such as the Wayfair trafficking hoax. You know what that is, is that is where certain items that Wayfair sold were named after children. And then you found out that those names, like maybe like the child's first name or something like that. And then you find out that it's, this person is actually missing. And the amount of money that they wanted to sell this item for was way higher than you would ever imagine for that piece of furniture. So there was this whole thing where, Wayfair, and I think there was even, I can't remember the other one, it may may have been an Amazon one, but they were saying that this was a way that they were using the retail, online retail space as a way to traffic individuals. Um, While his organization has far-right affinities and a long track record of distorting its botched raids, which they rely on bizarre tactics like asking psychics where to find victims for rescue, Ballard, Caviezel, and others of their ilk had primed to the public 
to accept Sound of Freedom as a documentary rather than delusion by fomenting moral panic for years over this ghastly, exaggerated epidemic of child trafficking, much of it funneling people into conspiracist rabbit holes and QAnon communities. In short, I was able or I was at the movies with people who were there to see their worst fears confirmed. <laughs> That's Rolling Stone. I mean, it goes on. I mean, this guy, it, the writer, is doing his best to minimize something that's a big deal. Something that the Biden administration, what was their first thing when they got into office? Oh, let's just open up the border. <laughs> Never mind that the Washington Post was fine with that show on Netflix, Cuties. Perspective. Cuties is an unflinching look at what it means to be a preteen girl. No wonder people can't handle it. If you remember, Cuties was that show with these underage, they're actually preteen, not even teenage girls up there dancing and, and twerking. It was the most disgusting thing ever, but they was praised by the Washington Post. Same people like Will Summers here. <laughs> and then you have the infamous clip that I've played before. Listen to Matt Gates talk about the individuals involved in trafficking our own government, NGOs. Listen to this. Biden's policies are open arms to illegal immigration, and the crisis we have at the border right now is like a gathering storm, and the flood is coming. What I can share with you, Chris, is that I've got intelligence directly from Northern Triangle countries that these cartels, these waves of illegal immigrants, they aren't just being fueled by the organized crime in that part of the world. They're also being funded by U.S. taxpayers. That's right. U.S. taxpayer money flows through the State Department, through USAID, and that money is ending up in the hands of NGOs that are advertising for and facilitating the care of and movements of people into our country. It's sad to admit it, but the U.S. government may be one of the biggest human traffickers in the world because even after we get these folks, the policies of Joe Biden have us just sending them all around the country under a catch-and-release policy that Donald Trump had reversed with great success. Um, he has knowledge about it. You know what happened about a week later? He was targeted as being a child trafficker, a pedophile, and they tried to smear him, which he fought back against, and it was eventually debunked over some, I think she was like an 18-year-old chick that he dated early on. So, obviously, if you come for their operation, they go crazy over it. They do not want you to uncover What's going on? So you have this smear campaign to defame this movie. And if you listen to Tim Ballard talk about any of the events that he's dealt with, it's hard to say that that's conspiratorial. I mean, listen to this clip about what Operation Underground Railroad was doing. 54 boys and girls aged 11 to 18 were ushered in for what had been billed as a sex party. They were given candy and drinks and told to wait in this small room. This, this little 11-year-old boy, I remember, he asked one of my operatives if they could give him some cocaine or something. That he said, they usually give me something because I'm really scared. By the time the deal was done, the alleged traffickers were set to make $25,000. That transaction was never completed. 
25 Colombian special operatives stormed the party, arresting five suspects, four men, and one former beauty queen, all charged with child trafficking. The victims, 29 of whom are under 18, were evacuated, given medical exams, and placed in a rehabilitation center where specialists are working to undo the damage. Right before I got in the boat, we had to walk by the, this room where the kids were, and they put their hand up. And I touched their hand. And see that there's liberation now. Liberating one child at a time. He actually sat down with President Trump and kind of also uh, gave a first-hand account of things that were going on. Listen to this. Child pornography. We are the clientele that's the big money. They brought this little girl through a, a part of the, of the southern border where there was no wall, easily got her to New York City, and this is hard to hear, but this is the truth, and everyone needs to hear this. This little girl, and this is a very typical, raped for money every day, 30 to 40 times a day. If that's not a crisis, if that's not an emergency, I don't know what is. Now, let me say this. Had there been a wall, had there been a barrier, this little girl likely would have been saved because the traffickers would have been forced to take this child through the port of entry where we have amazing law enforcement. I've worked with these people. These are the best people on the planet. They can detect, they have equipment, they have trained agents. In contrast, while this was happening, I was working another case. A little boy, a Mexican boy who was kidnapped by an American trafficker by a child pornographer. He kidnapped Mexican children, brought them to San Bernardino County, where he had a, a makeshift studio, made child porn with these little children, five years old. This little boy was kidnapped in Mexicali, Mexico, where there was a wall, where there is a barrier, and so he was forced to take this little boy through the Calexico port of entry, and guess what? It worked. We captured him. We rescued the little boy and subsequently rescued 12 other children in San Bernardino, California. The difference between those two cases is two plus two equals four. The wall was the difference. The wall rescued this little boy and the lack of a wall caused this little girl to go through a hell that is indescribable, that is not manufactured. It is a real crisis. It is a real emergency. And you have many thousands of people like this. Thousands. This is, this is happening all the time. We, we work in Mexico. We, we have done several operations. I've just met with the, with the Secretary of State, their equivalent, uh, Olga Sanchez, just last month about this. Um, we are having to do operations in Mexico, our foundation, working with law enforcement, to be, essentially become the wall because there is no wall. We're, we're forward deployed. It's like catching, trying to catch flies with chopsticks. Uh, it works. We can we, we can we can make it work. But if we had a big, you know, fly swatter, which is the wall, that'd be a lot better. Yeah. It stops it. Sounds like the wall would have been a good thing, doesn't it? Maybe we should have done that instead of just overturning it and just letting everybody roll on in. Now we got this idiot, Will Summer. I think he's with Washington Post. This is what he tweeted out. A new movie called Sound of Freedom has become a theatrical hit. Challenging Indiana Jones at the box office. Well, Indiana Jones sucks, so it shouldn't be too hard to beat that one. Its lead actor is a QAnon promoter that thinks cabal tortures children, thinks that a cabal tortures children to drain their glands for adrenochrome. And then one person made a big deal about, oh my gosh, 
they're paying, they're buying the tickets and handing them out. Yeah, those tickets, they're paying it forward for people that they want to come see it. That's part of one of the things that they did to promote it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but listen to Tim Ballard talk about what's happened in Holland and how it relates to the wokeism of today. Yeah, you got to be really red light district. You got to be really bad, <laughs> okay, to get arrested in Holland. They were arrested in 2020, fugitives. They ran, and they were hiding. No one knew who they were. Well, this, this, they rear their ugly heads. Um, this, the leader, this guy named Nielsen Matlin, he raises. I'm in. I'm literally in Poland at the time, at, at our at our staging operation for Ukraine, and I get this information that this guy in Mexico is trying to traffic kids out of Ukraine. And, and so I, I go undercover. The Dutch asset who gave me that information infiltrated me and I'm undercover talking to this guy. Well, in, in the end, we ended up, in fact, just yesterday, two of the guys were convicted in Ecuador because it led us to Ecuador, a child sex hotel, this pedophile, these pedophiles from Holland and set up. But I, that's a two, we'll get into that another time. Okay. But the point I'm making is I had to study their literature. This was a, this was a political platform. This was a political party. And what I started recognizing is I, I, I named them the, I don't know. It's like I call, I call it the pedophile network doctrines. Okay, yeah. it's what, like they include things like separate children from parents because parents are bad influence. The state knows best. Sexualize kids. Let them see pornography. Two. Karl Marx. Three. Take God out of education because that just gets in the way. And, and kids consent, consent, consent. Children can consent to anything. At twelve years old, they should be able to vote. They should be able to do anything. Now, wh what am I seeing here? I'm, I'm. My stomach is getting sick as I'm reading this. I read this every day. It's the woke left agenda. I'm not saying that they're colluding or talking. It doesn't matter. It's the same dark source. And they are pedophiles are sitting back right now going, we've been pushing this agenda for decades. And now we don't have to push anymore because the left is taking care of for us in America, in America. And, and, and this whole trans voice on children, you know, again, I'm libertarian. Adults do what you want. I'll fight for your right to do whatever you want. Okay. In terms of adult, I'm talking about children. And, and what they're saying is children can consent to having their bodies filled with a chemical that will destroy the reproductive system. Yeah. They can consent to ripping apart their genitalia. Like, this is insanity. Why? In and of itself, it's horrible. But what it's going to lead to is what the pedophiles have been asking for. If you can consent to that, guess what? What's more fluid than gender? Age. That's why it's an important movie. Because it's the tip of the spear of what this woke ideology is doing. And in an upcoming podcast, we're going to cover queer theory and how that's nothing more than a finger in the hand of Marxism trying to be implemented along with Black Lives Matter, Antifa, uh, critical race theory, all these different things that you're seeing in the culture. DEI, they just found out there was a diversity, equity, inclusion manual at the Pentagon that's been released. So it's everywhere. It's being implemented in, in CEO boardrooms, in the military, in your, in your kid's school. And it's all because it's to destroy the traditional America founding and replace it with a Marxist uh, division class. So it's obvious this is happening. It's not a QAnon conspiracy. You know, there's no underground tunnels in Comet Pizza Palace or whatever. But there is a human trafficking thing going on. I've always said the QAnon people were right on a couple things and then went over the edge on some other stuff. But I, some of their stuff is built in truth, which is how their, their movement, 
with the Q drops and all that were, was able to get some sort of steam. But they aren't wrong about child trafficking. It's right there. It's happening. Matt Gates says that the government, our government, is helping with the border crossing. With NGOs. He's, he's in a position to see the evidence, guys. I mean, and listen to this girl. Well, I don't want to say she's a girl. She's a woman now. But she talks about her time and how affected she is by being on Epstein Island. I mean, we did a whole thing. I did a whole Nexium podcast because Nexium is like a poor man's Epstein. It's what they're doing. It's even Sanctum. Sanctum was another. It's a sex cult. These sex cults that get together and, uh, you know, they, Sanctum, I think, is more of a sex party kind of thing in Hollywood. Nexium was more of a cult. Uh, Jeff, Epstein was just an operation to smear everyone. And uh, in fact, Sanctum, the funny thing about that, Hunter Biden tried to go in there and they kicked him out because he was such a douchebag. I mean, I guess he left his coke back in the White House so he couldn't party down with the rest of them in Sanctum, you know, and then he acted like a jackwad. So he got booted out. But listen to this woman talk about her experience on Epstein Island. I have uh, spent the last 17 years in my own prison for what she, Jeffrey, and all the co-conspirators did to me. I was raped repeatedly. I was raped three times a day sometimes. And I was not the only girl on that island. There was a constant stream of girls being raped over and over and over again. And yes, Ghislaine must die in prison because I've been in hell and back for the last 17 years. And 27 for me. I was 10 years old when Liz Stein was being trafficked. I was 10. That is how long the sex trafficking ring has been going on. It's it's amazing. And I think some if somebody really did some journalism, you know what I mean? Did some did some uh, reporting, did some investigative reporting. Maybe Laura Logan has and dug deep into this, especially with Epstein. The amount, I mean, look what they did to Epstein. They freaking put him in jail because the first time they did it, they just wanted to kind of go through the motions, act like they did something down in Florida. So they put him in jail, and then he was almost like the jailed robber or the uh, the jailed drunk on Andy Griffith where he would just walk in, lock himself in the jail for the night, get up, walk out, go to work. But then when they had no, no way of avoiding it, especially with Trump in office, they threw him in Rikers Island, and then they turned the cameras off got the guards to go away, and then they took him out. <laughs> and then they tried to say he committed suicide because he knows where the bodies are. And, of course, Ghislaine Maxwell knows, too. And so they basically had to shut her up. So they threw her in jail, and they're trying to keep her quiet. But there's people out on the outside that were affected by this that are coming forward. And I think to minimize what they're doing with the Sound of Freedom. I know this is a short podcast, but I just kind of wanted to get this out there. To minimize what they're doing with the Sound of Freedom, it shows that they're touching a nerve. And when you touch a nerve, usually that means you're over the target. And the backlash you're going to receive is going to be tremendous. So much so, that's the backlash that, that allowed them to snuff out somebody like Jeffrey Epstein. You're going to get backlash like you've never seen. And a movie like this can make the difference on awareness, but it's going to get pushback by idiots like these morons at the Rolling Stone or uh, The Guardian calling it QAnon adjacent. 
I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Tune in and uh, we'll be back with a longer podcast very soon. God bless. God bless.